You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey everyone, this week we're giving away a one-year subscription to pushlink.com, P-U-S-H-L-Y-N-K. It's valued at about 600 bucks. Pushlink allows you to send push notifications to your subscribers on almost any platform. The fact is push notifications get about 10 times the response rate when compared to traditional email. For a chance to win, subscribe to the podcast, then take a quick snapshot or picture showing you're subscribed and text it to 716-218-8981 or you can email it to growthexperts at yahoo.com. Now let's get back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. We have a yet another amazing guest. His name is Joel Brown, and you may have heard of him because he's the founder of the number one motivational website, addictedtosuccess.com, and has achieved over 136 million views worldwide over the last seven years. He also has a very successful podcast that has generated over 1.2 million downloads, which, trust me, is no easy feat. You know, his social media following surpasses two and a half million people, and he travels the world teaching thousands of people how to stand in their confidence so that they can turn their dreams into reality. So I want to welcome Joel to the show. Dennis, thanks a million for having me. I appreciate you bringing me onto the show to uh, give me the platform to share my advice with the audience. So thank you so much. Thank appreciate you. I, I'm very excited. You know, you were referred to me by by a friend and another guest of the show, Joe Lazukin. And so I'm very thankful to him for providing that intro. I'm excited to dive in. So I want you first, before we kind of dive into the tactical stuff, I think it's important that we tell a little bit of your backstory to kind of give people perspective and a little bit of sense of of where you came from. So can you take a couple minutes, maybe a minute or two, and just tell us a little bit about how and why you started Addicted to Success? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So as you mentioned before, I, I created Addicted to Success seven years ago. If we rewind that just a little bit before the creation of Addicted to Success, I dropped out of the music industry. I was living out in America, Miami, uh, Florida, to be exact. And I dropped out of the music industry because I felt like I didn't want to play the background. I felt like the entrepreneurial uh, itch. And so I came back to Australia. This is when I was 23 years old. Came back to Australia. And I was working temporarily in a sales job, okay? And I was reading your Grant Cardone sales books and Seven Habits of Highly Effective People and, you know, Tony Robbins books and just really trying to work on my mindset around sales. And I improved myself over the space of a very small amount of time, over a few months. And I got promoted up the ladder in the sales company. And those that were performing really well uh, with the senior sales executives were invited to a workshop. And so I was invited to this workshop to train with a sales expert. It's funny because I was sitting in the room and this guy comes in and he starts breaking down this, this uh, advice that he had for, for sales executives and, and for business owners. And it just so happened to be that this guy was Jordan Belfort, the Wolf of Wall Street. Oh my right? God. Not Leonardo DiCaprio, <laughs> but the original Wolf of Wall Street. So- 
this was the first time that I was challenged by somebody that had, you know, had massive success in their life and that I had been challenged to really cast my 10 year vision for success. When I was in school, I remember they were telling us to write down some career goals, but this was different. You know, this wasn't like school. This was really, you know, there's no limits. What would the ultimate version of you look like 10 years from now? How can you step into it sooner than later? And he challenged me with these three questions. He asked me, what are you good at? What do you love? And what solution will you bring to the world? And if you can answer those three questions truthfully and with really good thought, what you'll find is that your purpose lies within the intersect of those answers. And so I found it that day. You know, what I was good at was I was pretty good with computers. I was great with networking. That's why I was doing so well in the music industry. And then what I loved was I loved reading self-development books and going to self-development events. And the thing that I saw myself bringing to the world as a solution was to teach others the things that I was learning within self-development. And so that was the day that I birthed the idea of Addicted to Success. So I wrote down my 10th year vision and it was super exciting for me. I couldn't stop writing. I just kept writing and writing and writing. I want to speak on stage with people like Tony Robbins and Jack Canfield and Grant Cardone. And I, uh, you know, writing, a, I wanted to write a, a best-selling book. And I, I mapped out a lot in that 10-year vision. It was funny. I wrote down that I wanted to achieve 10 million views in 10 years. What's funny is we've reached 143 million views in seven years. So that's the power of a vision. A vision disciplines you. It chooses your friends for you, teaches you what to say yes to and what to say no to. And it just really pulls you in in life and really gives you a great direction to go in. And so I committed to my 10-year vision. And here we are today, seven years down the line. I was living in my 10th year, six years in, 90% of my 10th year, six years in. So that's the power of a vision. That's amazing. That's, a, that's an amazing story. And it's really funny. I can't stress the importance of that. And I know we're going to dive into the tactics and some strategies here in a minute on how you did it. But I couldn't help thinking about some of the things that I've went through as an entrepreneur. And I think a lot of my audiences went through. I remember, I don't know the exact year it was, but it was probably, it was probably the mid nineties. And, you know, I, I was put in a similar type of situation and I remember sitting down and, and really crafting out my goals, kind of a five and 10 year vision. And it's really funny because I put down, one of the things I put down was I wanted to be married to the woman of my dreams. I wanted a house on a golf course and I wanted to be earning six figures. And at the time I was broke, right? I was a, I was a struggling entrepreneur and, and it just seemed like nothing was going right. And it's so funny because literally almost to the day, all that took place, right? So, you know, I was, I bought a house on a, on a golf course you know, I didn't even realize that that was one of the things that I was looking to do because I had written those so long ago and the opportunity just came up. But but I think subconsciously my mind was working and working towards those goals because I took that time to sit down and really craft it and spend that time. So I can really, really relate to what you're saying. That's that's an amazing story. And I can't stress enough the importance of taking asking those three questions. I think those are amazing. So I hope my audience jotted those down. So now we talked a little bit about your backstory. Help us break down addicted to success. And what I mean by that is, I mean, I'm sure it's a media company, but tell me the different ways that your company makes money. Yeah, great question. So, you know, I have multiple streams of income. Most of them are six figures or just below that line. The way that I monetize, originally I monetized through publishing ads on addicted to success. So as simple as applying with the advertising company, at the time when I started, it was Google. 
Google AdSense. So I applied, they gave me the approval, they gave me a code or codes to implement in the design of my site. And so those codes then would then supply the ads on my website, right? So banner ads. And, you know, that was great. And uh, it would bring in anywhere between when I started. I mean, it took a little while. Probably by the time I got to the two-year mark, I was bringing in around about 6000 Australian dollars at that time. I don't know, in the US, maybe that's like 6500 7000 at most. And then I organically fell into the space of coaching and speaking. You know, I knew that I wanted to speak on stage. Remember I said, you know, with my 10-year vision, speaking on stage with great thought leaders in the world. But initially, I was planning to really just build in the background of the business for the first four years. So it kind of came in a little bit sooner than I expected because I was offered a multiple million dollar acquisition offers for Addicted to Success two years in because we were getting around about a million views a month two years in and I turned those opportunities down those offers down because, you know, I felt like I was scratching the tip of the iceberg. I haven't yet fulfilled the 10 year vision. I could foresee my personal brand as Joel Brown blowing up and, and getting out there further and, and, and to more people and, and to really, I guess, seeing myself in, in a full-time career in this, uh, in this space. So I'm so happy that I never sold it because I wouldn't be in the documentary films like Think and Grow Rich and Rise Up and that, that I'm in today. And wouldn't have even been able to build schools in Laos and Southeast Asia and uh, to contribute on the level that I do now if I just sold it. So yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where if you have that experience, if you are focusing on mastery, people see that and they want to know how you did that. And so I teach my strategies around the world in workshops, through webinars, I have mastermind programs, I get paid to speak on stages around the world as well. And I wrote an ebook. It's a very basic ebook, to be honest. It's just kind of how to set up a WordPress website and a little bit about SEO and social media. I wrote that book. It's called The Formula of the Secret Ingredients of Online Success. I wrote it when I was in India. Coconut tree fell on our power line and wiped it out for a whole week. And I went crazy because I was like, what am I going to do with my business? You know, I, there's no, no internet connection in sight. So I spent that time writing this ebook up, and it's a guide that you can follow to set up your website. So I, I created that and it sells for 20 bucks a pop and I've sold nearly 10,000 copies of that book over the last uh, seven years. So yeah, multiple streams of income, uh, affiliate offers as well. You know, if I have tried a program or completed a program that I feel is really impactful, anything that, I've, that I have got great results from, I'll share it because I believe it should be shared. And so I, I uh, make affiliate uh, commission from programs that I refer to my email list and to my followers. So there are just some ways. I'm, I may be missing some. I, there's, there's a lot of opportunities that show up, partnership deals, shout outs, sponsorships, um, brand endorsements, and a number of different ways you can monetize online. Yeah. So what I love about that is it's very diverse, right? You're not just advertising centric. You're not just coaching, but you've got a variety of different income streams because we all know that things cha- change very rapidly, right? And what was great for the last year might not be great this next year. And so you need to adjust. And if you want your income to, to kind of roll with the punches, having a diverse, you know, group of revenue streams like you have is, is, is very powerful and important. So that's awesome. So you talked a little bit about this book you wrote. And so I'm going to ask you maybe to pull a little bit from that because my audience, some of my listeners, I guarantee you would love to go out and build 
a website that generates millions of views in their niche, right? So if you could do us a huge favor and share maybe a few steps or a quick roadmap for them in order for them to get started so that they can get started. And then let's say, for example, you know, do what you did, you know, hypothetically in the first couple of years and start getting, you know, seven figure views, you know, millions of plus million or more views to your website. So give us a few tips or steps, a little bit of a roadmap, if you could, that'd be great. For sure. Well, first of all, I would say you need a vision. You absolutely need a vision. You need to make sure that you have your top values, right? Aligned with that vision and aligned with your business idea. So if you're creating, let's say a website or a social media account, or even a YouTube channel, you want to make sure that you are implementing as many of your top values in life. Okay. So your values are what you spend most of your time on, what you spend most of your money on, what you love uh, speaking to other people about, what you love learning about. Okay. Look at your, look on your bookshelf and see what kind of books do you buy? You know, what is in your history? What YouTube videos do you watch? Okay. What do you spend most of your time investing in and make sure that you have as many of those top values? Cause we all have values. We have millions or even trillions of values, but we have a, a ladder of values. And so I always say, if you can inject at least your top three values into your business and then surround your business with that, you're going to excel at a very rapid rate because you're not looking for external motivation to light you up. You are inspired from within. You are in spirit, right? It's that flame from within that keeps you going. And I needed that, you know? When I started my website, I, I started from scratch. I started with nothing. It was just a blank page. I had to set up a theme on a server through WordPress and I had to create content. I knew that I had to pump content out. You know, we're in uh, an age now where there's a huge saturation of content. So the game has slightly changed. I remember when I started, there were hardly anybody creating picture quotes or interviewing successful people. And so I really jumped in and became the solution to that problem because I was looking for it myself. I just couldn't find people supplying it. So you know, have a look, see what kind of itch you can scratch and focus on one platform at a time. You can branch out and start building on other platforms and bringing other subsidiaries in. But I would say really focus on that one big thing and focus on that. Have a game plan for that to commit to at least, you know, two to three years. And it's key to, to really focus on building your base. So you start with the base then you cultivate an audience. You want to build a movement and a tribe around it. So with Addicted to Success, what I focused on was this. My friend Sally Hogsett, she's an incredible uh, marketer. She said, it's easier to be different than it is to be better. And I love that advice. It sits with me even to this day. She told me it years ago. And so that advice there really helped me to, to stand out because I was always looking for what's the edge? What is that thing that we bring to the table that is like no other? Okay, so even the word addicted to success, I mean, that means to be relentless in your pursuit for more. That means to never settle. That means to chase your dreams, right? I'd have a lot of people that would come to me and say, Joel, I'm addicted to success. You know, they get all excited about it and, and they believed it. It was like a mantra to them. And so it created and cultivated a community of people that were looking for more out of life. And that's why they would come back to the website. That's why they would share content. If they shared inspirational content, there's two things that would happen. One, they would feel great because they're contributing and people in a way getting great advice from it. And the second thing is it makes them look smart. It makes them look like they're working on themselves 
It makes them look like they're an inspired human being. And I think that was really the formula behind it was those two things, sharing great content and also at the same time looking pretty smart, like they're getting in and and doing self-development. So we hit it really hard on social media. We focused on engaging a lot with our community. We would interact a lot through email outs. I would start jumping in front of the camera at the two and a half to three year mark to interview people. But at the same time, I also started sharing my own advice that I'd come across because I'd written about 700 articles by that point. And I fine tuned my message and started sharing my story. And that's really when Addicted to Success catapulted when I started stepping out from behind the brand. So what a lot of people do is they hide behind the brand. Sorry to interrupt, but you mentioned something and it's literally right on the tip of my tongue. And like you said, there is no lack of content and articles and videos and noise, right? And I think a lot of people put content out there just for the sake of putting content out there. I'm guilty of it. I'll be honest. But one of the things that over the last couple of years, since I've been, you know, pivoted out, exited my last company and, you know, or you work in more of this lifestyle business and doing a lot more online. One of the things that I've pivoted that really hit home with what you just said was, as opposed to just pumping out content, building a tribe. And I think the difference there is people push content, but the advantage you have with social media and your email list and the tools that you have, that's where you can really build that tribe by engaging with them. And there's So I think that's the big difference between just pushing out a whole bunch of content hoping that the search engines, you know, are in your favor and optimize it and you get a bunch of search traffic, you know, building that tribe is a big, big difference. And I think that people are really missing that. Oh yeah, for sure. And and I love that you brought that up because it it sparked a few thoughts in my mind. I'm looking, I use a program called Icono Square, I-C-O-N-O Square right now. And you can track your engagement on social media and you can have a look at your accounts. Okay. And I'm looking at specifically Instagram. My Joel Brown account at the moment in the last 30 days has had 3.48% engagement. And then I look at my Addicted to Success account, it has 0.68% engagement. I'm looking at a few other people's accounts and they're, they're below like one, uh, 1% or 2%. And then I, I had a good think about it all and I had a look at why mine is so high. And I looked at, I actually looked at a lot of other thought leaders that are in the space. Theirs aren't as high as mine from the ones that I've come across. I'm sure there are others that are around mine or even more, I'm sure. But uh, what I've found is that like, I really genuinely love connecting with people. And at first, I'm going to be honest with you, it wasn't my, I I tried to avoid it. I tried to avoid it because I felt like it was so time consuming. But what I found was on the back end of everything, when I spent the time to truly connect with people, I found that the value in my life increased and it increased in two ways. One, I got to listen to other people's stories and learn incredible things from other people. Okay. If you sit and you're talking all the time, you're limiting yourself to your own world. So when I started listening to others and connecting with others to find out you know, how they did it or, or to uh, hear their story of their struggles and the breakthroughs, I became a better speaker because I had more short uh, stories to share. I became a better coach because now I, I, can, I feel like I understand humans more, right? And I also became better within my business because I learned strategies from other people sharing their advice with me. And everybody wants to be seen, heard, and understood. Okay, so now you're not just a business. Now you're a human being that is connecting. Like if business just was like this thing where every single person was running a business, okay, hypothetically speaking, and every single person was on the internet and nobody left their room, they would be very depressed. And the reason why they'd be very depressed is because we are always going to need face-to-face real human connection. 
Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And if if you ask me to write down one of the biggest lessons I've learned in the last two or three years, it's sometimes, you know, there's always this big focus on scaling and scaling and scaling, growing your traffic, growing your revenue, growing your following, right? There's always this big focus. You hear a lot about it online and, you know, anywhere in the business world, right? And what I realized and learned over the last couple of years is sometimes when you want to scale a business, you have to start out doing the unscalable. And what I mean by that is exactly what you talked about. You said, I resisted engaging with those people because it was so time consuming. But the fact is, is that's how you build a tribe, that one-to-one communications. And again, you can't do that with everybody, but if you can build a small following, a movement, a tribe of a thousand people, it's worth way more than tens of thousands of just passive, you know, passerbys on the internet, right? Oh yeah, hundred percent. And when you think about this, all you really need if you really want to blow this up, and I'm going off what we've had with Addicted to Success, we we fluctuate between 1.5 million, sometimes 2 million views on the website per month, right? And 2.5 million social media followers. If you just have 10,000 real loyal fans, you're good. Oh, it's huge. You, know, you, you, sell out your, you sell out your events. You sell good number of books. You won't be struggling when it comes time to launch your mastermind or your programs. You always have people coming in and out, and you have people sharing with their friends. And so- we focus on the first 10,000. You know, we really focus on them. It was first initially 100, then it was 500 people, then it was 1,000, then it was, you know, and we, we can't exactly measure that down to a T, but you have a pretty good idea over time of who are the people that keep showing up because they're your tribe, right? They're your people. I coach a lot of people in the uh, branding and marketing space, social media space, and this question came up a few times, maybe more than a few times, a lot of times. Came up with, I say, you know, I want a thousand likes on all of my pictures, my Instagram. They go, that's great. But what comes after that? Like, oh, well, you know, a thousand likes and it's good. I might get a brand, a brand. And I'm like, yeah, but what comes after that? Like, let's think long term here, right? Let's think vision. Why would you want a thousand likes? It may tickle the pickle, right? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that feels amazing. That's awesome. I get, you know, this attention. But at the end of the day, are they buying your books? Are they going to your events? Are they reaching out to you? Are you transforming lives? Are you getting them results? Do you have testimonials from this? Or are they just hitting a like button? You know, so I think that we have to really shift our mindset around what it means to to connect with each other online. I think at this uh, day and age, where we're at right now is we're very significance driven. It's getting the exposure. It's getting the attention. This is coming from a guy that has two and a half million followers across the board and, and has hundreds of millions of views and everything. The attention isn't everything right? If it allows you to reach more people and, and to be face-to-face with real human beings, that's awesome. But for most, for the most part, a lot of people are doing it to try and fill a void because they feel like they're not enough. And that's where this whole like narcissistic thing comes in. Yeah. You look at social media. I saw a study recently and said over the last five years, narcissism levels, however they measure that, is up by 36%. And that's because people now are getting trapped in a game of trying to uh, compare it compare one another based off the way they look on social. Yeah. I call it comparitis, right? (laughs) And it's killed many, many an entrepreneur comparitis, you know, startups because they're comparing themselves. They're trying to compare themselves to you after seven years of blood, sweat, and tears. And they think that they should be there tomorrow. Patience is another big thing. So, (laughs) so, Hey, listen, um, that was amazing. Thank you so much for breaking that down. I'm sure there's some amazing nuggets in there for my audience. So one other question that I had for you, you know, that is always interesting to me. And because you've been on this journey over the last seven years, you've had a lot of ups and downs. I'm sure it's not all 
you know, unicorns and rainbows, right? What's the <laughs> biggest challenge that you face during your journey of taking addicted to success from zero to, you know, millions of views per month? The biggest challenge, if you had to pick one, what would be that biggest challenge? I know it's a hard one. I know that's hard to pin you down, yeah. but, but try to pick one yeah. if you could. It's so funny because I feel like, you know, when you say the word challenge, I kind of like just draw from my mind and go, what what I consider a challenge? Because there were definitely times where I felt like, man, is what I'm doing uh, effective? I had that question probably quite a lot on the come up. I felt like, man, if I do this and commit to this for, you know, for the rest of the year, am I going to be effective? And is you're always looking for like, or I was always looking for strategies and ways to do things a little bit faster and more efficiently which at times actually really worked well for me. And sometimes I think I, I probably should have just stuck to certain things and just committed more and stayed more consistent rather than to try and go and find a, a more a new and improved way. So I think that the whole like unsexy, uncool, swinging the ax at the tree each and every day until that tree falls down, that was me. You know, people ask me, what's the hacks? What's the algorithm? You know, what's the trick? And honestly, it's the unsexy, uncool consistency that is required from each and every entrepreneur in the game. It's the stuff that, that happens behind the scenes. You know, everyone sees the glory, but they don't see the story. I remember being called a pussy by my friends because I wouldn't go out to the club and I wouldn't go out drinking because I was staying home working on my dream. And they're the same friends now that when I go out, I pay for their drinks, I pay for their meals, and they're still complaining about their job. And actually some of them are like, Joel, can you help me start my own business? So, you know, that's the sacrifice that you make. I think you make, you make the, you know, time and energy sacrifices on the come up. And I put a lot of money back into my business, you know, so I, I made sacrifices in the things that I would spend money on. I remember working up north in the desert, Dennis, this is crazy. The first year of me running Addicted to Success, I was doing 12 hour days, back to back, 28 days straight with only five days off. Uh, I was catching snakes and lizards and kangaroos. I was in a fauna handling team in a, on a construction site up north in crazy heat. It was like 120 degree Fahrenheit, 115 degree Fahrenheit days. And, uh, you know, it, it was good money. And I used a lot of that money actually to fly around the world and go to events and to buy products and to learn from people and invest back in my business. And it paid off. You know, it absolutely paid off. You got to put your money back into your business and your business will only grow to the extent that you do. Absolutely. Because everything is touching everything. If your relationships are terrible, it affects your business. If your business is affected, it affects your finances. If your finances are affected, it affects your health. <laughs> so I think the first few years was me understanding that, reinvesting back in, staying consistent, but also looking after myself in the process. So one thing that I'd say that I wanted to bring up before as well, Dennis, just to go back on what you were mentioning before, because I feel like it's really important talking about the saturation in the game. I always looked at it very differently. I know that there is a saturation, but let's look at it from a different perspective. There is a lot of content that's out there now, and a lot of people are having to post a lot more to be seen. That's great. The way that I look at it is when I post content, there's two things I'm doing. I'm posting content to supply value to my audience. The second thing that I'm doing is I'm testing that content. So every time I'm flooding my social with content, I'm looking at the analytics and seeing what are the top 10 posts this month or this quarter or this, you know, biannual and what can we do with the top performing content? Can we turn that into video content? Will we make that a program? 
you know, can I expand on this? Maybe one of them, if it keeps showing up with consistency and in, in, in virality and it resonates with the audience, maybe I'll write a book about it. You know, so I, I love it, man. I'm like the Indiana Jones of self-development. I dig, I go in, I look at the analytics, I'm hunting, I'm wanting to find content that resonates so I can bring the best stuff back to my audience. Yeah, perfect. I mean, you, you'll hear it time and time again, people who have built successful businesses, whether it's online or offline or, you know, driven by pay-per-click ads or it's content driven, whatever it is, you're going to hear them say over and over again, testing, 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 measure, 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 adjust, 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 you know, and do things based on not necessarily always on your gut because your gut is valuable, but use analytics, use data to help you drive those decisions. And in the long term, you know, what you're going to find out is it's going to pay off in spades for you. So, so let's do kind of a little bit of a rapid fire here where we answer those, answer these next couple of questions in a minute or so. So what's next for Joel Brown? That's a tough question in one minute, but what's next for you? I'm writing my book right now. And my book is all about vision, how to create an epic vision, how to master your vision for extraordinary success. This is what I deliver in workshops and stages around the world. I, I help a lot of people to to cast an effective vision like I did seven years ago, but I've added a ton of elements to supercharge the visioning process. So that's my next book, and uh, I'm very excited to get it out there. The podcast is pumping. We're, at, we're actually at 2.4 million plays now. So we jumped very quickly over the last few months. And working on a digital magazine, working on a documentary film later in the year as well. So there are a lot of uh, awesome things in play. Yeah. So you're bored. You don't have a whole lot. Your schedule's really easy. You're, you know, nothing, <laughs> nothing going on, right? I mean, yeah, you got a book, you got the podcast, you got all these other things going on. So when does it, when do you think the book, is it 2018 release for the book? Yes. Yeah. Okay. My, uh, Goal is to have it all edited, wrapped. I'm actually looking at self-publishing. Unless a publisher can bring a, a juicy deal that makes sense to me, I'm looking at self-publishing before the end of the year, so November or December. Perfect. Well, you're going to be coming back on when you when you release that book for sure. Let's do it. Let's so, do it. So one other question, this is a little more tactical, but I ask all my guests, what's your favorite growth tool or software that you're using now? Mine would have to be Iconosquare. I thought you were going to say that, especially after the, yeah. plug, the plug earlier. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, you know, I've used other ones like Buffer app, which is great for scheduling. I've used, what's another one? Mm. No, that's perfect. I kind of square. I love it. Google, I Analytic, Google Analytics is awesome, especially for a website to track a lot of things. Uh, but I would say Iconosquare Square for Facebook and Instagram, just to track your analytics. You know, you can look at competitors on there. It, it just gives great insight. And it's, if you're serious about content, do that. But what I would say is the content that you find that works really well create something even higher level. Like I have shot videos, like little vlog videos, and they're great. And they get maybe 20,000, 30,000 plays, 40,000 plays here and there. But when I really committed time to writing out a script and coming up with a story and got great at storytelling and got actors in and got great uh, post edit in production, those videos blew up. Like one of them got 400,000 plays. And within the matter of a day, I had a ton of new clients that were paying $4,000 a pop. So I made my money back very quickly and it blew my brand up. I got a lot of followers from it and I still do to this day have people reach out to me. So it's a great investment to work on high level content. And also just remember this, it's not about what you have, it's who you become in the process. So if someone came and took addicted to success away from me, I'm still cool. You know, Absolutely, I can get out yeah. there, I can create content. I understand the game. You know, it won't take me long to get back on top. Perfect. So what's one book you would highly recommend to my audience? One good book. 
Man. Just one. You can only one. Only one. Content Inc. That's so funny because I- that's so funny because I had Joseph Lazowskin, uh, Lazowskis, uh, Joe Lazowskis on my podcast. I just really, I think I just released his episode here in the last couple of weeks. So yeah, he's, uh, you, do you know, Joe? No, I don't. He co-authored no, the book. You. He co-authored the book and works uh, one of the early employees at, at uh, Contently. Oh, amazing. Yeah, it's an amazing book. I love it. It's um, It's very straightforward. But it's a book that I give my clients when they're just starting out because it really emphasizes the important core things like, you you know, setting up your base, uh, cultivating a tribe or an audience, like not focusing on monetizing until later. Actually, you want to know what? You want to know what? I'm mistaken. That's that's Joe Paluzzi. I apologize. Contently is um, Joseph Lazowskin. Yeah, sorry. My bad. My bad. But that's that's Joe Paluzzi. Yeah, I thought I maybe mistook Joe Paluzzi. That's right. Joe Paluzzi. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's a great book. Pick it up. That's an awesome book. I got awesome. other books too, but you said one. <laughs> yeah, perfect. No, that's awesome. Well, listen, that's pretty much going to wrap it up for today, Joel. How about you share one piece of parting guidance for my audience and then let everybody know how they can connect with you? Yes. One piece of parting advice, as I would say, is that you know we often buy things that we want, read things that we want, but we avoid the things that we actually need, right? So don't get fooled by the fancy, look, let's make money online and these tricks and hacks. Understand that what's first and foremost is your mindset. I have a lot of people that come into my program that want to make the money and everything else. But when they get in, we find out very quickly that their mindset isn't right. They don't have the vision. They have excuses. They have stories. They're in blame versus responsibility. You know, And so we move through that first. And then, like I said before, everything is touching everything. So when you can clear that up, you become an even effective entrepreneur. So I would just say, like, really explore where you are with your mindset now before you step into the entrepreneurial arena, because it's a real deal. It's going to demand a lot from you. You will come up against struggles along the way. That's without a doubt. If you're playing at a high level, you will. You have to put the chips down. You have to take a risk. I would say really make sure your engine, your mind is running in good nick and fine order before you really step in the arena. And so the rest, you know, building business and everything else become a little bit more welcoming for you if you've got your mindset right first. Perfect. So where can they connect with you? Yep. You can connect with me on Instagram. My name on Instagram is I am Joel Brown, J-O-E-L-B-R-O-W-N. And I'm on Facebook and also IamJoelBrown.com is my website and obviously Addicted to Success. So that's Addicted, the number two, success.com. Also, just a quick uh, plug, make sure you check out the new Think and Grow Rich movie. It just came out, T-A-G-R-movie.com. Okay, get a copy there. You can purchase it online to, to stream it and play it right now. And it is a very inspiring movie. The feedback is that, Anyone that's ever purchased it usually watches it multiple times to take note because there are a lot of incredible uh, insights and notes there. So make sure you check that out. And Joel's very humble. I think you're starring in that movie, right? I'm starring in that movie. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. He's very humble. So grab that um, movie, check Joel out on Instagram and his other channels. And listen, I want to thank you, Joel, for being a part of the show. I'm sure we'll be talking again real soon. Beautiful. Dennis, thanks a million for having me. I really appreciate you. And if there's anything you ever need, let me know. Thanks, Joel. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.